Hey y'all, it's Jenny McGrew and this is the Worship Leaders Collective Podcast. Here we are, Wilco uh, Podcast uh, with Ross King. And Ross, we just want to thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was just incredible to get to know Ross a little bit on the phone the other day. He's a worship leader. He's a recording artist. Uh, he's a songwriter in Nashville, currently in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're just really pumped that he'd be with us today. And um, he's written a song recently called The Things That I'm Afraid Of. And I took a listen to this song a couple of weeks ago, and I was just really wowed by this song, by its relevancy, by its depth. Um, and as I listened to this song a couple of weeks ago, Ross, my, the first thing that hit me was, oh, there's a, there's a story behind this song, you know, and this song has been written from a deep place. And um, because it mentions things in the song like anxiety, um, fear, um, you know, anxiousness, worry, depression, those kind of things that so many people, I don't care how old you are. I think, you know, like I'm a pastor and I know a couple of weeks ago, we were speaking on healing and we were talking a little bit about these things. And I just asked the congregation, I said, how many people are you dealing with? And I just named off a few things. And I was actually a little shocked. 99% of the congregation <laughs> raised their hands. Right. And, um, I think the things that you've written about in this song um, are so relevant to what so many people are going through, but perhaps are either afraid to talk about it or ashamed to talk about it and, you know, don't, don't know how to talk about it or who do they talk to about it, you know? Right. But here you've written a song about it. So you've just like, you've just taken it to like the best level everywhere because it's like, okay, here this is, we're not just going to talk about it but we're going to sing about it and not just sing about it. We're going to get through this. Yeah. In Jesus name. So um, would you just yeah. take a few moments and, um, you know, talk about the song, but the story behind the song and because every, every song has a story. Yes. Thanks. Um, well, you know, I, I've been writing songs for a long time and I kind of have two sides to my songwriting. I, I write for other artists in a sort of, you know, staff writer, kind of thing where I go and help other artists who are trying to get on the radio or whatever. And in those songs, I'm, I'm usually pretty edited and pretty, um, there are a lot of parameters because at least in the States, when you're trying to do Christian radio, there's, there's a certain, you know, kind of language that you can and cannot use. And so, but when I write for myself, the sort of other side of my, of my brain is completely unhindered, you know, I mean, in the best way. And cause there's no gatekeepers. It's just, I'm just going to sing what I believe and and what I feel. And I have a small but loyal group of fans who hopefully will, will, will stay, stay with me. But anyway, I, um, I'd started writing in my own writing, trying to get more honest about anxiety and depression, some stuff I had dealt, been dealing with for, for quite some time. The backstory there is that, um, I had my whole life been pretty ADD and probably been pretty moody, but had never been, seriously, uh, I'd never spent a lot of time in counseling or ever even thought much about what depression or anxiety were. I'd, I would hear those words and I would just think, oh, that means being sad or that means feeling nervous or something. I didn't right. get it. And about seven years ago, I uh, had this thing that happened. My father uh, 
drowned in, a, in an accident um, down, down at the coast. And I feel like it kind of, it was so shocking and it sort of started a new chapter of my family's life. And it, it just sort of spiked my, anything maybe slightly wrong with me from an emotional perspective spiked. And suddenly I was a new person and felt very broken and very not myself and very down and started seeing a counselor and I took, took medication and the whole deal. And I began to write about that because I didn't know what else to do, but to write about it. You know, I just thought that's the only good thing I can think of that I can do with this, you know, maybe they will be a little bit redemptive. Right. So, uh, I just started writing, but at first I wrote everything in a real kind of cryptic language where I wasn't saying depression or anxiety. Right. I wasn't saying I'm going to a counselor or any of that. I would just say words like shame or fear or grief or something. And then I would share those songs um, either online or at a concert and I would explain, oh, this song's about my depression. And people right. would come up to me afterwards or, or email me and say, thank you for talking about that. I didn't know the song was about that. And so I just, I just thought, oh, maybe I should just come out and say it, you know, because I had noticed, and this is kind of a side topic, but I'd noticed that pop music is doing it. Like pop right. music, mainstream pop music is getting extremely honest about, about mental health, which is fascinating to, to me. And the general culture is TV shows and movies. It's all very out there. And Christians, for some reason, are the last people to get on board with this, uh, at least within the context of the church. So I just thought, you know what, if pop musicians can do it, I can do it. So I just thought, uh, and at the time I'd been really interested in Psalm 23, I was kind of returning to it. And I, I was really interested in this place where it says, he makes me lie down, yeah. which I'd, I kind of bumped into that expression or that, that wording my whole life and thought that's probably translated wrong or something, you know, but I was looking around at all the different translations and every single one said something like he makes me. And I thought, well, maybe he makes me because I won't unless I have to, unless he forces me. And so I just started yeah. looking at the whole passage through that grid of he's going to kind of push me uh, down this path, whether I like it or not. And it's a path to peace and life and hope yeah. and, and goodness. And so there's a longer story there. But I, that, so this song is kind of a collision of like Psalm 23 and emotional health, you know, um, so that, 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 that really is what set me off, you know, that like, and it really, it, it mostly culminates in this idea that Jesus leads me through the valley of the shadow of death, which must be a terrible place, right? It's not just death, it's shadows of death, which even is even darker, right? So I, um, but I'm not afraid, or, or at least I'm comforted, because he has right. this rod. And I was mm -hmm. thinking, I wonder if that's the same rod he used to make me lie down, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> But he just kind of barely did it. He just kind of touched me to say, hey, lie, lie down. But he takes that same rod and he says, I can, I can t fend off anything that comes your way. And I love how that passage bumps into the next place where it says, he makes a meal for me before my, my, my enemies, which is, that's right. a really beautiful picture, right? I mean, Pretty fascinating. let's have a meal in front of these people who want to kill you, but don't worry. We're, we're going to just keep pouring drinks and having food. I like how you said that. I've never heard anyone say it like that before. Oh, thank you. So, but, so I spent a lot of time in that passage, which is, you know, why yeah. I'm talking so much. But the point is that all that came together. You know, I, I wanted to say super honest things about, about, about emotional health, even using the words like the words medication, counseling, depression, anxiety. Those are right. all in there. And I wanted to give hope by speaking, you know, about this beautiful saving warrior shepherd in Psalm 23 who loves me deeply, but is also extremely 
um, uh, interested in, in scaring off the stuff that scares me. So yeah, right. that's basically it. That is really, really beautiful. And how you just described that. It, it shows you too why we can't just read over a passage and just be like, okay, one and done. You exactly. Know, it, it shows you when you just really spend a season pouring your heart over a passage. Right. You know, especially when you're dealing with stuff that you've just got to park on it and just, you know, just meditate on it and be like, God, what else is there? What else is well, there? Yes. And especially when you find something in the passage that seems like it might not be quite right, that usually is a sign that you should dig a little deeper to find what's really there, you know? And I love that about the, he makes me lie down. It just sounded like a, like a mistranslation. And I, and I don't think it is. I think it's, it really is a, you know, he's going to take authority in my life to say, you can trust me and I'm going to, I'm going to, um, assert my authority that you might find real peace. Um, right. Instead of just flailing around and, and, and being so anxious, he says, Hey, look, look over there. I made that stream and it's, it's a quiet stream. And if, if you trust me, I can give you peace just like that stream or, or whatever, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of the passage is it's just such a comforting story, but there's also this great authority of this shepherd with a, with a rod in his hand. Totally. So would you say, did this season lead you to write the song and then read the passage? Or did this season in your life cause you to read the passage and then write the song? Uh, the second one, I definitely, I kind of had this thing that I say, and that if I find myself saying something or going back to something a lot, and I haven't written that, I need to right. go write it, you know? And I think as this was in a season of life where I was really taking inventory of those kinds of things. So I was trying to say, what matters to me? What matters to me? What's really important? And so I would kind of go back to passages of scripture that had bugged me my whole life or, or I couldn't escape or that had comforted me. And so, yeah, I just kind of went back to Psalm 23 and said, I, I, want, to, I want to figure out what this is about, you know, why he makes me. Right. Um, I'm really pumped to share this song at the end of this podcast. But Great. what's a line out of this song that is one of your favorites? Uh, you know, probably my easily. Well, you know, the, there's a hook line that kind of I think is the thing that people are mostly going to remember, which is it just says the things I'm afraid of are afraid of you, which I, I, right. I, I love that because it's very concise. And, you know, as a songwriter, you understand that you're looking for those phrases that you say 10 words and it says 50, you know, it's kind of communicates right. 50. Right. But, but more than that, probably my favorite, most comforting part of the passage is the very end of the song. There, there's a bridge and it says, um, there's no place where the demons won't find me. Uh, but just wait till they see who's standing behind me. Uh, and I, I've been very passionate for a long time that um, God, you know, there, there's these, there's these um, stories or movies or, or children's books where the frail young kid is on the playground and he's surrounded by bullies. And maybe he closes his eyes and raises his little timid fists and he waits for the blows to start flying. And suddenly he hears maybe the feet being sort of, sort of wandering away and he looks up and he sees they're all gone and thinks, Oh, I guess I scared them off. And then realizes he looks behind him. Oh, there's, there's the biggest kid in school. And he has decided to be for me. And he has, you know, scared off these, these bullies. And that, that view of the Lord, when I was really, really down and when I am really down is extremely helpful to me um, because the idea that he's um, scarier than the scary things, but in the best way, you know, if that makes sense, um, totally. that, that, that moves me a lot. And, and I, and I just like the way that that, that part of this, of the bridge kind of says, 
if you haven't quite gotten what I'm trying to say here, this last little bit hopefully is going to nail it for you that he scares off all the, all the bullies. Totally. And just, and just knowing who he is. Yes. Just, it trumps everything. It just, when we know who God is, I was talking to some girls about this last night in a class. And when you know who God is, you know, his nature and just knowing those things sometimes can talk you, you can talk yourself off of the ledge because you're right. All right. If God is for me, then nothing can be against me. Right. Right. And, and God created me, the the right. one who is the one who is love, the one where the word of God says that his perfect love will dispel all fear. Yes. So so if that's true, then everything has to bow its name to the name of Jesus. And that's including how I feel in this moment, my feelings, my my hormonal imbalance, my whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, yes. you know, for people. ADD, oppression, anxiety, fear, yes. torment, just and the paralyzing, you know, the, the anxiety, like, right. You know, they're saying, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it goes something like this, that what teenagers are going through right now is what would put people in psychiatric wards, you know, and in hospitals oh. in the seventies. And that just completely blows my mind. Yeah. That's heartbreaking you know? and scary. It is. It is heartbreaking and uh, it, it's great to have moments like this, to have songs like that you've written about it and be like, okay, hey, you know what? Let's not pretend like these things don't exist. Right. That's very important. Because they do exist and we're going to dismantle this in the name of Jesus. So we're going to sing about it. Right. And we're also going to sing that Jesus is greater than this. Right. So we're not going to ignore the problem. And I think that's what happens a lot of times in church. And, and I certainly, I grew up in an incredible church culture. Um, we were really, really strong in the word. But I feel like, I, I realized as I got older, it was like sometimes we just ignored that some things didn't really exist. Right. Like, you know, how are you doing? I'm great in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and, right. and, I, and I think there are times that, yeah, you have to say that, you know, like my mother-in-law has this line that she says, and and I just love her. She's just as true as anything. She's from the South. And I said, how are you feeling today? And she, and she was really sick one day. She's like, I'm feeling like the word of God is true, you know? And, <laughs> and I, I just love that. And it's truth. She's not denying that something exists. Right. You know, she's acknowledging that something is greater, but I think it's really, really important, especially for this next generation that they are able to talk about it. Right. Because if things are being hidden, then that realm of shame and that realm of guilt um, it can almost be greater than the things that what they're already dealing with. So not only are we dealing with guilt or not guilt, um, anxiety and fear and torment and our labels and, and right. all this stuff that could be true and not true, right. but even if not true and they believe it, it's truth to them. Right. But, well, and I, and but I think guilt and shame can be, can be far worse. Absolutely. Oh, and they're so heavy. And, you know, um, one of the worst questions that, uh, we can look in the mirror and say to ourselves is, why aren't you better? You know, right. why aren't you over this? You know, what's wrong with you that you're not o over this? And I, and I think right. that, that what's, what's really, um, what hopefully the church is going to get better at, you know, uh, by God's grace is that we're going to start saying, um, it's okay that you're not better. We're here with you uh, until you get better. You know, I, I'm, I'm tethered to you, whoever you are. Yeah because of the kingdom, we're, we're brothers and sisters, and I'm with you while we hope for, your, for you getting better, 
you know, I'm going to stay. And, and, and I, I mean, part of that is what you're saying. It's, it's letting people know that we're not denying what's bad. You know, I think we you know, I might've discussed this on the phone the other day, but I, I, it's really important that we acknowledge how bad it is out there. Yeah. Um, not like to, to be naysayers or to be, be right. but, but just say, Hey, it really is, it really is bad. Here's what you're facing. Here's the enemy. Here's the, here's the darkness you're facing. And, mm-hmm. and the Lord is, is more powerful and b- bigger and yeah. better. And while you wait to experience that, cause you may not experience it right now, but while you wait to experience it, we're with you. We're praying for you. We're locking arms with you. We're side by side with you. We're not handing you a Bible study or something else and right. saying, see you in a week. You know, right. that's one of the hardest things, honestly. And you know, you've been a, you're, you're, you've been a pastor and so you know how hard it is to like, to not try to fix someone, you know, that's really, really hard. And, and it's much, it's, it's much more healing for us to say, I don't, I don't think I can fix you, but I can stay with you and I'm not tired of you. And I want to, that's I wanna, powerful, you know, right. I mean, when you've, I don't know where you've ever been emotionally, but we talked about some of this before, but I, when I'm really depressed, I'm certain everyone's tired of me. I'm so <laughs> sure of it. You know what I mean? I'm just so sure of it. And some I of them might be. Relate to this for me. <laughs> right. You know, and so to save them from being so tired of me, I will retreat. Right. And right. Fair, some people are tired of us sometimes, and that's even okay that they are. But I'm saying for the most part, that's a lie. The enemy's saying to us, hey, everyone's tired of you. Everyone's sick of you. Leave them alone with your problems. Whereas, how about this? Someone like me takes all those problems and writes songs about it. And actually, mm-hmm. it becomes an invitation to openness and healing and, and you know, honesty. Well, totally. And we know that phrase. We've heard it hundreds of times. And I think it would be true in this case is that what the Lord reveals, he heals. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. when we're talking about it, there's a revealing and suddenly it's not held in darkness. I mean, darkness, like hidden, you know, right. and when things come out into the light, and I actually believe this is a word for some people listening to this, the things that you're dealing with as they come out to the light, as you begin to talk about them, that healing's going to um, begin to take place because suddenly the people that are around you that can help you, that can pray with you, that can support you are now aware of what you're dealing with inside uh, Psalm 118.7 says that the Lord is for me among those who are around me. Mm, yes. And it's just, it's a, it's a powerful scripture to depict also what you're, what you're saying too, is right. that I can't fix you, but right. I can stay, I can stay with you. And I think for people to realize too, that sometimes it's not a one and done, like, okay, we're going to pray one prayer and everything's going to be fine. Right. You know, and. Well, the Bible's um, full of these stories, right? Where someone had to pray over and over and over again to get something, you know? Well, for sure. And even Psalm 23, you know, and it doesn't say, and if you walk through the valley, the shadow of death, (laughs) it says, and even though, so not to be a naysayer, but it's going to happen. We are all going to have our valley of shadow of death moments in life. And and I, and I pray for many that they're short and I pray that they're not overly painful, but but we can get through all things um, in of Jesus and we see that the word of God has shown us over and over that and you and I are at an age where history has taught us we're going to get through this yes well totally and even, getting- even more than that we're we're actually designed because of the re- resurrection our 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 resur- our you know uh, uh, saved lives are built for that valley very good that makes sense we are not this isn't like like you know like harder than we are it's 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 not right. a a harder surface and we're this soft surface. Our resurrected uh, lives 
are built for that valley. And we, it shouldn't, I mean, it's hard. And our mm-hmm. sort of fallenness, that's, we're still fighting with our fallenness and all that. And so we're going we're gonna to tell ourselves, I'm too weak for this. You know, and, and I guess at some level, humanly we are, but the point is that the, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, Come on. which I, you know, you and me, I, I have a hard time believing this, but it's true. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now in me, you know, and, and you go to like first Peter and, you know, by his divine spirit, his divine power has made us, uh, uh, given us all that we need for life and godliness, right? Yeah. So we'll come together mm-hmm. and we're like, yes, yes, yes. I am, I'm not just going to barely survive the valley. I'm made right. to go through this and I will by the, by the Lord's power. It's going to happen. Come on. And, and that's Philippians yeah. 3.10 where Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. Yes. And then it says becoming like him in his death, if yes. by any means I can obtain resurrection. Right. And even one translation, dead. share in the fellowship, which is not a word yeah. you ever think of, of his sufferings, right? That's, that's really counterintuitive language, but, but it's there. Yeah, yeah, and we, yeah I, know, I know that neither one of us are saying, "Hey, suffering's awesome." It's not. It's terrible, and I don't wish it on 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 in, in anyone. But I, but there's no denying that it is a fortifying and strengthening crucible mm-hmm. process. You know, what is it? Job Job says, you know, he's in the midst of that whole craziness, and he says, "I'm looking to the east and the west, and I can't find him. I go to the north, he's not there." Blah blah blah. And it says, "But," and I'm tra- I'm I'm paraphrasing. He knows the way that I take. And when yes. I, I will come forth as gold. Job 23, yes. yes. So good, yes. right? It's one of my favorite yeah. scriptures in the whole world. Yeah, good um, stuff. But yeah, this just, this whole not being one and done, but as, as we're walking, as we're getting through this in the name of Jesus, guess what? We're becoming more like him. If we'll, yes. if we'll allow it, which means that we're becoming stronger. And like you said, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells in me. So each and every step forward is another step of life and we become stronger and we become stronger Absolutely. in the name of Jesus. This is maybe so. Stuff. Maybe this so, right? Awesome. Well, so, and, I, and I want to address one more thing. Hold on before you move on. Okay, you, you, go you, know, going, you said something like going to the farthest level by putting it in, in, into a song. And, and I do want to say that at some level as songwriters, and I don't know how many songwriters, you know, are listening, but here's something that you need to know as songwriter that, it's actually, uh, you've been given this gift that you can get, get up on a stage or wherever you, you deliver your music and you can put something extremely vulnerable, extremely hard into a song and it's more palatable than it would be if you just wrote a book about it or, 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 or shared it o- over coffee. It's actually has a chance to be more powerful and more universal and, and has a better reach because it's clothed in art, right? So, so whereas someone might say, oh, it's brave when a writer says this, look, I'll receive that compliment. But the fact is, it doesn't feel brave to me. To me, it feels like, oh, thank goodness, I have someplace to put this. It's not just my journal. It's not just me crying. I can put this in a really cool place. Like I actually feel privileged as a writer that I can, I have a spot to put it, right? It isn't wasted. You know, it's not just wasted and I'm miserable and I had a terrible day. I can say, no, I'm going to sit at the piano, sit at the guitar, and I'm going to use this. And like you said, that's, that's the enemy's like worst nightmare is I'm going to use this, you know, this thing that, that should ruin me. I'm going to put it out there and it's going to expose his, his plan and, and, you know, uh, bring the, bring what's dark in, into the light. And then like, like you said, what the Lord reveals, he heals. Yeah. Come on. 
Yeah. So, so songwriters keep keep saying those hard things is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Keep saying those hard things and just being so aware that it's it's music that bypasses the intellect. Oh, you know? amen. So yes. When stuff like what you're saying is getting written to the form of a song that it's able to even just get even embedded down even more. So guess what's rising out of your, our hearts, you know, often um, us, you know, singer songwriter types, we're waking up, you know, every day with some sort of song in our heart. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, aha moments and, you know, things become more connected through that song. And, um, but I want to ask you, what is one thing that you would like to leave people with before we close off here? Sure. Um, that, that maybe are going through a valley season. Yeah. I mean, I, I always just say, don't quit, you know, um, you know, that, that, that sounds really simple, but, but, but the um, people are quitting all, all around us and they're saying it's, it doesn't make enough sense to me. So I'm going to quit, you know, ministers and everyone else, they're just, they're just give, giving up. And what I would say is, um, look, one of the things that, that, that the Lord's prayer says is give me today daily bread. And that's mainly talking about food, but you don't have to think, you don't have to think out six months, how you're going to be, how you're going to be fine in six months. Just live today. God, God will give you the moment that you need and don't quit on him. Uh, he, he is on his way and, um, they're, uh, waiting will make you better even when it feels, feels miserable. And I, and I think I would also say, cause this is really really uh, important to, if someone around you is trying to quit, don't let them, you know, cause I think a lot of times, a lot of times we hear this and go, okay, I'll try to muster up the strength to not quit. Ross says, don't quit. Okay, good. But I also <laughs> would say, go, I would say, go tell someone I'm about to quit. Will you help me? And if you're the person that hears that, uh, don't let them leave the house or the restaurant until you come up with some kind of even one day plan for how they don't quit, you know, and then uh, be the person who they can call and they can be with and they can share life with. Um, isolation is the great, great uh, enemy, you know, in, in this whole thing. And man, the stuff I believed when I was in my, I, I remember having self-talk moments in my closet where I would be getting ready for the day and I would say out loud, I would say out loud, you drug your family to Nashville and you're not succeeding and you failed and you ruined mm -hmm. it for the whole family. I would be talking out loud like that. Like that's not from me. That's, mm -hmm. that's not Ross's words. And I just would have to go to my wife immediately and say, Hey, I'm doing this thing where I talk out loud and say these terrible things and please talk me out of it. And she would, you know, by God's grace. Right. So I just say, listen to the folks around you and make sure that you don't let them quit. Um, Come on. And of course, I'd tell you to dive into the scriptures and pray and go to church. That stuff, I think that's all intuitive. But I'm also saying, look, just please don't quit. The Lord is good. And he is, I mean, I, I love that uh, in, in C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia, for Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, there's this scene where uh, Susan, I think it is, 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 is hearing about Aslan for the first time. She's talking to Mr. Beaver, this beaver, and he's telling her about Aslan. And she's like, she realizes he's a lion and she's kind of freaking out because I think she assumed he was probably a person, you know, and she says, well, is he quite safe? And Mr. Beaver's like safe who said anything about safe, but he's good. I tell you, or, or he's good. He's the King. I tell you. And it's this moment of, uh -huh. yeah, it's dangerous to be with, be with this, this crazy lion, but man, is he good. He is so, so good. And hang on to that because the Lord, there is some danger here. 
Yes, there is. And man, the Lord is good. So, so, so good. Don't quit. Powerful, Ross. Thank you. Super, super powerful. We're just so honored to have you I'm with honored. us today. And I know so many people are going to be so blessed by this episode. Uh, would you do us the honor of just praying just to Absolutely. close this podcast? And- yes. Lord, what a, what a powerful way to pray that I can say these few things here and they can transcend our little conversation and go out into whoever's listening. And so I just want to bless every set of ears that is taking this in with the truth that, that you are good and that you, you love us. And it's not because we tried hard enough and finally won your favor somehow, some way you, uh, because we're your kids and I love my kids, even when they're terrible and when they're hard, I love them so much. Um, you, you love us like that. And one of the most powerful things you say in, in your scripture is that you're the lifter of our heads. And Lord, I can just imagine how many heads, think about those stats that we heard a minute ago, uh, or just those ideas of people facing such hard things. So many heads are lowered and just lowered in shame. And I can picture the times my children have come to me with a lowered head and I walked up to them and I got down low on their level and I put my finger under their chin and lifted it and said, look at me. It's okay. I love you and I'll never not love you. Or that's, you, you, you do that, but you're a better dad than I could ever be. And so I just want to bless everyone who hears this with the truth that you are the best dad and not, you're not quitting on us. So we ought not to quit. And Lord, uh, give us the grace, all of us the grace to just keep seeking you and reaching for you and receiving from you. Give us open hands and open minds and open hearts and even open mouths that you might feed us, Lord, um, whatever it is that we need. I thank you for this podcast and this ministry. And I just bless Jenny and I just bless all that she does. And I pray that this would be, um, this would be healing and uh, soothing and good for those who would hear it. Thank you, Jesus, for all you give us. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for being with us. We bless you today. Amen. We bless, your, you. we bless your family. We bless your journey. We bless your ministry. We bless your writing. And we just say, may it all be done to the glory and the honor of Jesus Christ. God, we just thank you that you're making every crooked path straight and every rough place smooth. Lord, and we just thank you for rivers in, any, in every dry place this season. God, we just thank you that you are making ways, ways right now, Lord Jesus, you are making ways where even maybe some days there, there seems to be no way we bless your ministry, Ross King, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to another Worship Leaders Collective podcast. We pray that this episode encourages and inspires you in your journey as a worship leader and follower of Jesus. We also want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast and write a short review as this helps others find us. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you aren't a member of our Facebook group yet, we'd love to invite you to be a member of an online community that exists to be a resource to worship leaders from all over the world. If you'd like to know more or get in touch with us, check us out at worshipleaderscollective.com. We want to thank Ross King for opening up with us today about how anxiety and depression have affected him and hope you're blessed by his song titled, Things That I'm Afraid Of. When I am shaking and my heart 
always take me, make me lie down in peaceful fields where I can clear my head. Cause I get so overcome with anxiety, like there's an enemy living inside of me, like a mocker yelling out, telling lies to me, and I don't feel brave, but I don't have to be good. I walk through the valley of shadows, and it scared me half to death, but you're with me everywhere I go, so I don't give up yet. My fear would surely kill me if I didn't know the truth. The things that I'm afraid of are afraid of you. When my emotions turn against me, not faith nor reason could convince me that you have patience left to fight for me. Affecting every ounce of me I can get the medication and the counseling Still I can hear the fear calling out to me And I don't feel brave but I don't have to be Cause I walk through the valley of shadows And it scared me half to death But you're with me everywhere I go So I don't give up yet My fear would surely kill me If I didn't know the truth The things that I'm afraid of are afraid of table for me right in front of my worst enemies you're as calm and relaxed as can be there's no place where the demons won't find me but just wait till they see who's standing behind me through the valley of shadows And it scared me half to death But you're with me everywhere I go So I don't give up yet My fear would surely kill me If I didn't know the truth The things that I'm afraid of Are afraid of you oh, I walk through the valley of shadows And it scared me half to death But you're with me everywhere I go So I walk I'm afraid of, are afraid of you.